0: Self help from the hip. Small doses. We're talking that shit. Small dose. and keeping it real. Small dose. with me and Sealz. It's so funky. <laughs> welcome, 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 y'all. This is Small Doses, and I don't know how, but it's Thanksgiving this week, which I find um the, um I, I, I'm preposterous because I don't understand how it's already Thanksgiving. Uh because it actually was the insurrection last week. And that was like a whole year ago. They 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 doing whole types of committees and shit on that. So listen, I'm telling y'all time is moving in like a very fast pace, but then also slow pace. Like it's it's many levels. And I wanted to do an episode where I just told y'all about where I just tell y'all about some th- some Thanksgivings that I have had. Uh, you know, because I really Love getting to tell y'all stories on this podcast. And I don't do that as much as I would like to. Uh, before we even go any further, I want to shout out everybody who has been listening to the radio show, The Amanda Seals Show, which you can also get wherever you get your podcast, And that's daily. And uh, shout out to everybody who came out to my show in Philly. Uh, Shout out to everybody who came out this weekend in Oakland and you can get me on stage in Chicago at the Chicago Improv, December 2nd, 3rd and 4th. And let me just tell you, they tried to cancel that show. They tried to give away my dates to Gabriel Iglesias and I told the internets and the internets was like, get the fuck out of here. And y'all was not playing with the Chicago Improv so much so that they were like, you know what I mean? Fine, we'll give you your dates back. So thank you all for that. And for those of y'all who haven't gotten your tickets, please get them. And I will see you in Chicago. Well, actually, in Schaumburg, which is outside of Chicago, but they still called it the Chicago Improv. I will see y'all there December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Now, this weekend, y'all, will tomorrow, many of you will be seeing family members and you will be celebrating uh, this weird-ass day called Thanksgiving. Now, let me just say off top that, like, Thanksgiving has always been an odd day for me because it really is not about what we're taught that it's about in real life. Like, when we're in school, we're taught that, like, this is about pilgrims and Indians and coming together for a meal. And then, like, in real life, it's really about, like, the management of dealing with family in small spaces. And then as I got older, there was a real push for Friendsgiving. So for for the emancipation of folks from feeling like, they have to do Thanksgiving also because of the juxtaposition of Thanksgiving to Christmas. When it's right there and it's so close, it just seems like it's an inundation of people's like, like sanity with the insanity of your relatives too close to each other. It's not fair, okay? Now, I also just feel like Thanksgiving, when it was presented to us as like the pilgrims and the Indians, it's like, okay, come on, y'all. Like, this was not the way that y'all try to depict it, okay? This was clearly a made-up shit that that is a very common American trope, just making up shit. And the reality is that even if they did have a nice meal shortly thereafter, these pilgrims was on some fuck shit. And that's why I call it thanks-taking. Happy Thanksgiving. So I thought I would tell you all some some stories of some of my most memorable Thanksgiving experiences. So this experience didn't happen at a dinner, but it actually happened on a plane. So one time it was Thanksgiving Day and I was actually flying on Thanksgiving Day to uh, somewhere. And when I got on the plane, I had a window seat and there was two women next to me sitting next to each other. They were just like older white women. Like there was nothing like nondescript about them. So a young Asian woman gets on the plane and she stops at our row and she looks at the seat on the aisle and then she looks at the seat across the other aisle and you can tell that she's visibly confused. And so the white woman in the seat on the aisle says to her, oh yeah, this is your seat. But this is my wife. And so I gave you my seat so that I could sit here. And so the Asian girl's like, well, actually, no, y'all, that's incorrect. The Asian girl was supposed to be in the middle seat. And the lady who was in the aisle seat had decided to come and sit in the middle seat and said to her, I gave you the aisle seat because. I'm supposed to be sitting there, but this is my wife. The aisle seat is better than the middle seat anyway. So a little Asian girl is like, and, and I say little Asian girl because she was small and she was very demure. And she could, you could tell that this was not okay with her, but like she didn't feel comfortable really challenging it. And she was like, um, but that was my seat. And she was like, yeah, it was. And now I'm sitting here and the, the aisle seat is now your seat. And I was like, I'm watching this. And you know me, y'all. I'm a Green Beret in every situation. So finally, after some little poignant pregnant pauses, I was like, you know, it really wasn't your place to take the seat without asking her when she got here. And now you're trying to tell her and dictate to her that this is her seat. Maybe she want a middle seat. Maybe she liked a middle seat. And she was like, this is none of your business. I said, it is my business. One, because you're doing it right in front of me. And two, because she's supposed to be sitting next to me. And the way that you act in, I actually don't like that I got to sit next to you. And the the Asian girl's like, "Uh, uh, uh." and she was like, well, honestly, the aisle seat is better than the middle seat anyway. And I was like, you know what? It is so typical on Thanksgiving that you would try and take this person's seat as the white lady that you are, and dictate where the hell she's supposed to be sitting, just like the settlers tried to take these indigenous people's land and tell them where they need to be living. And they looked at me. First, I was very proud of myself for being able to integrate Thanksgiving into what was being taking place on this plane. And they looked at me and were just like, "I I know they wanted to kill me. I know they wanted to kill me because they really were trying to sit next to each other. And the Asian chick." To my chagrin was like, it's fine, it's fine. And they were like, see? I was like, she's doing that because she doesn't want to deal with you the same way I don't want to deal with you. So don't look at me no more. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> I didn't like that. And it's like, you know, just the courtesy of giving someone the choice. Okay? That's not your fucking seat. You give them the choice. To then decide if they want to give you the seat. I think honestly, and this is not related to Thanksgiving, but but maybe it is. You know, what most people I feel like are really frustrated about in this world is the is the fact that you get people that feel like they can just muscle you without giving you the option. And that is so overpowering and colonial and imperialistic. And you see people doing it with corporations, you see people doing it even with middle seats on Delta. And at the end of the day, give people an option. Now. If after you give them the option, they make a choice that doesn't best suit you, then there's a then there's a next step set of steps to take. But this whole, like, this is how it's going to be. You're just going to have to deal with it? Mm, nah, that don't work in most situations. So my mom is not from here. My mom is from Grenada, as you all know. And so Thanksgiving was never really like a big thing in our house. And also, but my mom always appreciated Thanksgiving food. So I would have like my my mom would look at Thanksgiving as a cuisine, not just as a holiday but as a cuisine. Like there are certain types of food that are they're that cooked certain types of ways specifically for Thanksgiving. So I would have like Thanksgiving dinner like on like a random Tuesday in April. Like I could have Thanksgiving on a random Wednesday in August because my mom just felt like she wanted to have the flavors of Thanksgiving and it would be a full single serving of stuffing, turkey with gravy, candy (laughs) dams, cranberry sauce, corn, all of that. But just for me and my mom, (laughs) very immigrant behavior to do this. And she saw nothing wrong with it. And I would have friends over. I don't know if you guys have been seeing these videos where people have been like, uh, pranking folks by doing, like, weird, like, family uh, traditions when they bring people over to dinner for the first time. So, like, people have been doing shit where they're like, oh, we, like, uh, got up and, like, told the, said, said, like, the Pledge of Allegiance when my brought my, like, someone, like, brought their girlfriend over th- for the first time, and, like, the family stood up and did the Pledge of Allegiance before dinner. Um, you know, things like that. And when people will come to my house sometimes, and, like, they would just randomly get Thanksgiving on a Tuesday, I feel like they thought we were pranking them. <laughs> no, we're just... Grenadian that's what's happening. And so, because of this though, like there came a time where Thanksgiving for me started to feel like a very forced expectation for family. And I don't come from a big family. Um I come from a family of that's it's better for me to say I don't come from a close family. And You know, we are also not American on my mother's side. So, like, they never looked at Thanksgiving either as, like, a thing to do for family gathering. So it always felt like this is a thing that, like, I'm supposed to be doing because we're in America. But, like, I don't have the assets to do it the way America be doing it. And that started to feel so... And once I left home and like was in school, like that started to just feel like so heavy that I was like, I need to figure out a way to do Thanksgiving my way. So for 10 years, my mother and I would go down to Grenada for Thanksgiving and I would call it Turkey on the Beach Week. And it was actually really, really good time because my mom was working at the time. And so that meant she didn't even have to take PTO. And also like people aren't necessarily like, looking at Grenada as a destination in November. So it ended up being a really like tr- nice tradition. Now, there is a medical school in Grenada that has a lot of American students, which by the way, side note, is why there was an invasion of Grenada in 83, I want to say. Um, and... They tried to say that it was to get the American students out because Grenada was becoming communist, but really it was because they wanted to make sure that Grenada didn't become communist because then that would mean that Castro was expanding his reach and Grenada is very close in proximity to South America. So they felt like, you know, it would smell, it would, it would spread like smallpox on blankets given to indigenous people if they didn't thwart it. So Grenada has the medical school still, and there's a lot of Americans there. And so they do a Thanksgiving dinner. And so we would go to Thanksgiving dinner uh, with my godmother, who was um a, like a, a high up person at the medical school. And we would have our we would still get the best of both worlds. We'd be at the beach all day and then we would have turkey on turkey day. Um, She, she her husband would be there. Her husband always thought I was rude. And, you know, I always thought he was boring. So we still got the experience of an annoying family exchange during Thanksgiving, (laughs) even though uh, we were not at home. So we still carried out Thanksgiving to the full extent of what it should be. Now, I remember going to Thanksgiving in, um, in high school at a friend's house. And my mom was like, You know, we're just going to go because they invited us and we need to eat before we go. And I was like, why are we eating before we go to Thanksgiving? She was like, because I don't trust that they're going to knock it out the park. And I was like, that just feels really rude. And we really need to just be like available to eat the food. I don't want to fill up before we go. And my mom was like, suit yourself but I'm going to make sure that we eat before I go because I just don't trust it. And I was like, you're just being very pessimistic and negative and I'm just not going to support that. So we get to their house for Thanksgiving and per usual, my mother was fucking right. Y'all. Okay. Let's start with the meat. They had like deli meats. I I feel like they had ordered the meats and so it just was like on a tray that was like laid out, but in a way that just, I don't know, it just didn't look appetizing and it looked kind of like it had been frozen and thawed. And my mom looked at me like, you dumb bitch, (laughs) like that's how my mom looked at me, like you played yourself. You are starving and this is what you got to eat. And then I remember like the cranberry sauce. Okay. I don't know about y'all, but when it comes to my cranberry sauce, I'm not here for the people to be trying to do the whole like, ooh, natural. It's real cranberries. Look at it. You can feel the cranberry peelings inside of it. Like, don't give me that. I want the cranberry sauce in a can, upside down, sliced like discs of cranberry. Okay. That's what I want for my cranberry sauce. Some of y'all be bugging out, be doing all this extra ness, And I feel like it's just not necessary. And it ends up being like OD. And like, just like, I don't want the cranberry. I don't want cranberry peeling, like cranberry skins in my teeth. You know what I'm saying? I'm just good on that. But they, of course, had that type of cranberry sauce. Then they had potato salad. And these are Black people. But their potato salad had raisins in it. And it was just like, what's up? Like, what? What really? transpired in the menu making that made y'all say, this is what we're going to do. Now, fast forward in real life, me and her no longer are friends because she ended up being, I don't know, just like a shady bitch. But I really, part of me feels like they were trolling us. Part of me feels like they was really like, her and her mom was like, you know what? We just going to do this little bullshit ass thanksgiving since they're coming over and <laughs> and, and they're just gonna have to deal with it because to this day i feel like they went somewhere else after this because i just cannot this i just cannot let myself believe that they thought this was gonna fly i remember the corn it was creamed Ooh, and some of y'all are like i love the creamed corn mm, i don't know This wasn't the kind that I think you would want. It was like cream, but like not in like a way that you wanted. Like whenever there's so much cream that it affects the substance, like the the texture, I'm good. I'm good. So that was a Thanksgiving that I can't forget because I still feel the taste of the sliminess of the deli meat. Mm, That was rough. That was rough. Now, For y'all out there that are planning a Thanksgiving, I am curious about what you are going to do because this is going to be my first Thanksgiving at my house. And I've already pawned the turkey off on someone who's attending, so I don't have to have that on my back. But I'm putting myself to the test to fix three dishes, the macaroni, sweet potatoes, and string beans. Now, Devon over here was like, okay, well, I'm going to make fried chicken and salad. Y'all, come on come on. I say, you know what? That's a cop out. And I think that you need to challenge yourself to making something in addition to that, that you have never done before so that we can all, and by we, I mean myself, all feel good about the possibility of failure. And I don't think anything's wrong with that. Luckily he complied. Now, I don't know what dish he's got, you know, cooked up, hooked up. I don't know what dish he has tucked up his sleeve, but I bet you he's going to be like, I'll make corn on the cob. You always make corn on the cob. That's not new. So we'll see what he's going to do. But my mom starts sending me all these recipes this morning for sweet potatoes. And she's going to go to Trader Joe's. You did not play games. You need to go and get your cranberry sauce because we, these people do not play games. And I was like, oh my God, like, why are you pressing me about this? Like, Thanksgiving is not isn't at least three weeks. No, Thanksgiving is, I'm recording this right now. And Thanksgiving is a week from now. And I just found this out like 20 minutes ago. So for you all out there who put together your Thanksgiving and if it's your first Thanksgiving, I salute you. I salute you because it's a doozy. It's a lot of pressure. And especially if you guys are doing like a first family Thanksgiving where it's like you inviting somebody and you meet somebody for the first time, that is always a very doozifying time. Small Doses with Amanda Seals is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's been times in my life where things were definitely not on the up and up. And I just kind of felt like I had utilized all of my internal resources at hand to get me out of the doldrum. And that was when I went to therapy. And I I am really happy to see that therapy has become far less stigmatized and far more realized to a lot of people as an asset and as a tool to getting your mental health back on track. And now you can do that with BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service. BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash doses. That's BetterHelp h e l p dot com slash doses and you know it's not anything weird or kooky to have trouble navigating life's challenges so I am somebody who really knows that meditation would help me but always has trouble with committing to a regimen of meditation and I'm always looking for just like another option for like helping me finally like get committed to it and another option is the women's meditation network and basically, the Women's Meditation Network has a massive library of meditations and it's easy to use. And what I love about it is that you can try different things that different meditations that will fit you. Not everybody meditates the same. Not everybody wants to om. Not everybody wants to meditate in the morning. Sometimes when we meditate, you want to meditate at night. Sometimes you want to meditate for different purposes. So that right there is very enticing. Also, they have different levels. Not everybody is trying to like, sit there for, you know, hours. Okay. And do meditation because not everybody can, (laughs) not everybody can, which is why they have meditations for newbies and for seasons, seasons meditators. Then they have guided meditations that are created for those who identify as women or anyone who feels called to listen. You can listen when you want to start your day with mindful intention, relieve stress or anxiety. You can listen if you want to fall asleep easier, or you can just simply tune in to the wisdom of your inner voice. Each meditation is created with love to help you shine throughout all the seasons of your life. Mm -hmm. So go follow Meditation for Women. Now, wherever you listen to podcasts and start listening for free today. Just search Meditation for Women on your favorite podcast app and follow or simply click on the link in the show notes. So I have been in that situation where I was the guest at a Thanksgiving, and it was the first time that I was being introduced to my man's parents at the time. And... I didn't know what I was walking into. First of all, I was staying with my homegirl because it was during a break at school. I was staying with my homegirl and I did not understand. I did not know that she was a fucking weirdo until this time that I stayed with her. Let me just tell you all real quick before we even get to the Thanksgiving with the the boyfriend. She was like mad that I was going to Thanksgiving with him and not with her. She was like, like jealous, low key. And I was like, I don't understand like why... Like you knew that I was going to go to Thanksgiving with him. I'm not sure why this is a problem. She also like, we had to share a bed and she was on her period and she did not sleep with shorts on or pants on. She had underwear on like with a pad or whatever, but like somebody else is in the bed. So why would you not just add the extra layer of protections for respect for the other persons in the actual bed? I don't understand it. And like, she looked at me like, why, like, why do you, I was like, can you put on shorts? And she was like, I mean, I guess, ma'am. I also remember her telling me that like her mom only uses white washcloths because she wants to see the dirt come off her body. Again, not information that I either need to know or want to know, but you're giving me a lot. She was giving me a lot. And I just remember like going to this Thanksgiving and feeling like, okay, I'm going to get an escape because I did not know it was going to be like this thing with her. So my boyfriend at the time, he picks me up and we go to his house for Thanksgiving. Now, he comes from a very traditional Black family where everybody comes to the house for Thanksgiving. They are very like, they have like traditions and there's expectations and none of which I have been briefed on. By the way, no briefing whatsoever. And remember, I'm not really used to American Thanksgivings. So I'm kind of just going into this based on what I've seen on the Cosby show (laughs) and other television programs like a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. So we get there and there's two tables set up. Now I know some of y'all are like, well, yes, Amanda, there's the kids table and the adult table. Correct. However, there's shifts, which I did not know. So we had to wait. For the second shift, in order for us to sit down and eat, because we were not like adult adult, we were still in college, so we had to wait till the second shift to sit at the grown up table because we was too grown. Just a side note: this person passed away, and I swear he's in the room with me right now. Like Dion, I swear you just walked in here. I'm not even—I'm exa- not kidding y'all. Like he's in here. I'm talking about you. So. We went to the kitchen to wait it out. And I met like his aunts who had like, you know, stepped away from the table and stuff. And I-, I met the mom. And um I was so nervous, y'all. I was so nervous. I had this white turtleneck on. I felt like I was looking real sophisticated. White turtleneck with a side part and my hair pulled back with a little puff. So then we sat down. We got to eat in the second shift. I was actually impressed that there was still food left over because I'm just like, oh my god, like how are we gonna even get any food when we're waiting till the second shift? But they had made such an abundance. I mean, it was a real, true to life feast. It was very like soul food, where like all the, the 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 women were in the kitchen cooking it up. I mean, there wasn't just one macaroni tray. There's like four macaroni trays. I mean, it was it was incredible to see, and it was really like me getting to be a part of like my black American experience of things. And I really appreciated just like having to getting to like be in that space at that time. So after dinner, everyone is like in the living room and um, we go and we end up, you know, we sit in the living room and I'm sitting next to him and I can just feel like eyes on me. And I'm like, I don't know why there's eyes on me right now. And I'm like, why is like, why it feels awkward in here? Like, why? And I say to him, like, why is it so? Like, why are people like making it feel like? Why does it feel weird? And he was like, well, because, you know, traditionally, the men come and sit in here to watch the football game, and the women go in another room. (laughs) Y'all. Now you know I'm a very big buck the system kind of gal, so I was kind of like, I really don't want to do that. And he was like, I just think it would be cool. You know, they go over there, they have their conversations and you should get to be a part of that. So I said, okay. So he asked his cousin to come and get me. So she comes and she takes me in the room. Now in the women's room, there are chairs, but then there are folks on the ground. The cousin pulls me to sit on the ground, but I'm like, oh, but there's an empty chair. And she was like, oh no. We're not allowed to sit in chairs because we don't have kids. Chairs are only for the mothers. Y'all, so many rules. Oh my God. There were so many rules. And like everyone stuck to them. And I guess like I I wonder if it's I guess it's a it's a cool thing that there were like these expectations within the family, you know, like these traditions. And I guess that's the thing. It's like these aren't rules, they're traditions, and there's a certain level of comfort that comes from knowing that like this is what we're gonna get into every Thanksgiving. And I had never experienced that. So for me, it didn't feel like traditions. It just felt like some weird ass rules. Nonetheless, I sat down. So everybody finds their way into the room and there's like, you know, chitter chatter, chitter chatter, people are hubba bing and I'm talking to the cousin and getting to know her. And then I just hear, so Amanda! And y'all, it is Pac, all eyes on me. And everyone turns their head. To look at me. And I'm just like. Ay, hey, hey, hey. Cat clock guys. Cat Mataius, cat, guys. Cat clock guys. And. My boyfriend's mother says. So Amanda. What do you want with my son? Y'all. You feel the silence right now? Picture that. In a room of people. Remember that white turtleneck I told y'all I had on? I flipped that shit up so fast and like hid in my turtleneck, literally like a turtle. I said, "Boop!" hid in my turtleneck. Like, they can't see me if I can't see them. They can't see me if I can't see them. And I knew that I had to come back out. And so when I came back out, I said, Well, since I am the TA for two of his classes and helped to determine his grade, I think the better question is, what does your son want with me? Ah! Shots fired, y'all. His mom ain't never fucked with me after that. (laughs) She never liked me after that. Like, for real. She did not like me after that. But what was I going to do? Like, you can't sign me right now with your son. Yeah, and his cousin was like, (laughs) she like kicked my leg, like, yeah, bitch, I see you, you a real one, you know. At the end of the the rest of the evening went on without any any hitches. It was an experience, but I know that there's a lot of you all who tomorrow are dreading walking into a scenario just like this. And my note and my tip to you is just breathe, breathe, breathe. And unless it becomes some shit where they're trying to like play your integrity you know, or they're like being wildly offensive, go with the flow. It's just a day. And after you can decide if it was weird enough, awkward enough or offensive enough to a level where you can say, you know what? I'm going to have to disassociate myself with you on this Thanksgiving day. (laughs) Bye. And that, because at the end of the day, save your energy. All right. Save your energy. when cbd started popping and like people were telling me all about cbd cbd this cbd that cbd bbd BBD. um and i was just like i mean i guess and i tried it and i was like is this supposed to be doing something to me because i felt like it really really wasn't working but that was honestly until i had tried next evo naturals and i tried it because they have a different technology that they use with their CBD oil and it's called Smart Sorb technology. And it's basically clinically proven to help your body absorb CBD four times better than regular CBD oil. And it works faster. So when you feel the stress coming on, you're not wasting your time thinking like, all right, I did the CBD thing. Is the CBD doing it? I don't know. So I really like it for that reason. I know that it's working. I can feel it. And I think that if you don't, CBD is one of those things where like, if you don't feel it working, then it's not really working. You know what I'm saying? Because like most CBD oil, like the ones found in like tinctures or gummies or capsules, achieves between 2% and 10% absorption, which means more than 90% of what you think you're getting is actually wasted. However, with Next Evo Naturals, they are scientifically formulated to deliver you more CBD in a way that your body can actually use it And fast and it's proven 29 times better absorption in the first 30 minutes. You can use it to help fight stress. You can use it to help fight, you know, trouble sleeping. Um, you know, these are things that a lot of people are dealing with, but they don't want to use medication. CBD from next evil oils can help you in your pursuit of calmness and of rest. So get to the root of stress with the stress CBD complex from Next Evo naturals. For up to 25% off subscription orders of $40 or more, use promo code doses at nextevo.com. That's N-E-X-T-E-V-O.com. Promo code doses. It's going to absorb y'all. You're going to know it's working. Good old Canva. Let me tell you, Canva, we keep talking about Canva on this show because Canva keep being on point. Canva teams is very Helpful. I want y'all to win. Okay. I want y'all to win. I know a lot of y'all out there are creatives and you are working in a myriad of different fields, and Canva can be applied in a myriad of different ways. Canva for Teams is a design platform that makes it easy for anyone to create stunning content in any format, but then it also has features designed for brand consistency and streamlines how we do social media, has a video editor. It even takes presentations to the next level with remote control. That so you don't have to say next slide, please, anymore because the team can virtually connect and navigate slides from any device remotely or in person. Okay? Canva is trying to get to y'all and I'm trying to help y'all get to Canva. I really like the Canva Teams feature. I really like the remote control feature because there's a lot of times where I'm having to do presentations for stuff and I don't want to throw off my whole performance with saying next slide, please. We all know on my team what the next slide is and they shouldn't have to be at my house in order to advance a slide and like reach a finger around and press the enter button. So shout out to Canva Teams for putting together the remote control feature. Now you all need to get focused, all right? Collaborate with Canva for Teams. Now, right now you can get a free 45-day extended trial when you go to canva.me slash doses. That's C-A-N-V-A dot M-E slash doses for a free 45-day extended trial. Canva.me slash doses. Get in the game. Now, for all my folks out there who are getting ready to engorge themselves with food, I hope that you have a plan for how you're going to like cleanse after that. And I hope that that plan involves shopping or walking or both because. I know that we really be doing the most on this Thanksgiving. And then we'd be wondering, like, why did we gain weight or why did I break out? You know, or why do I have gas? And it's like, because you ate more in this one day than you've like legit eaten ever throughout the whole year. So pace yourselves. And if you have the opportunity to have like better, healthier options during Thanksgiving, less sodium or, you know, vegan, ex- vegan substitutions, et cetera. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. Now I know. Some of y'all family might feel some type of way if you sneak in a vegan version of something, but you are going to tell them. Don't tell them until someone has already explained, oh, this is really good. <laughs> well, actually, you feel me? Maybe don't even tell them then. Wait until Christmas, until you serve it the second time. You feel me? So, but I know that Thanksgiving can be very stressful for a lot of people. It can be very, very stressful for a lot of people, particularly folks that know that their family is perhaps not sharing the same philosophies with them about life, not sharing the same politics with them, you know, for, particularly for families that, you know, misidentify members of their family who may be a member of like the LGBTQIA plus community, et cetera. And that can be incredibly anxious, incredibly anxiety filling. And I just want to, I just want to, before I even tell my last story, I just want to tell everyone like people that don't give you your respect, you don't owe them respect. And we get like really tricked with this whole like they're your family thing. And it's like family should be a safe space and it should not simply just be about bloodline, but it should also be a good time. And if you don't feel like that when you're with your family, you do not need to be obligated to spend family time with them on Thanksgiving. If you don't have a friend group to spend Thanksgiving with, volunteer. Go somewhere, volunteer at a soup kitchen, at a at a uh, food pantry, et cetera, and watch how good you feel spending Thanksgiving with other folks who may not even not only have family, but they may not have food on Thanksgiving. Build yourself up in that way. Give yourself grounding in that way. And you know what? You may even find that that's how you want to spend your Thanksgiving from this point forward. You may find that the people that you meet there who are also there giving their time and volunteering may be the people that you want to be around more than your own family. But don't feel compelled to have to put yourself through fuck shit just because America designated this day as a day for family fuck shit. Now, when I ended up doing the Caitlyn Jenner gathering of 2017, and when I say gathering, I mean gathering of her ponytail, it was actually on the heels of Katy Perry wanting to do a gathering to not only promote her album, but also because she had voted for Hillary Clinton in the election and her parents had voted for Trump and she was really... Feeling trepidation about going to Thanksgiving dinner for the first time ever because she was looking at her parents like, "How the fuck did y'all do this?" And so, part of her series of dinners that she planned to promote her album was this dinner that she was calling a dinner with friends because she wanted it to be where people come who have different opinions and different ideas about things, but we can still break bread and eat a meal together. So, I got invited to this dinner because basically, when they put together the the guest list it was looking like it was gonna be a um, performance in politeness. And baby, if you try to disrupt that, then you know who to call. Who are you gonna call? Amanda! Because I am never gonna be a performer of politeness for, for that. Now, again, I just told y'all, like if you're going to a family event for the first time with somebody, you know, maybe you just wanna perform the politeness for your own preservation of energy, but this was not that. And I told them, I don't think it should be called a dinner with friends because I don't know none of these people. Why don't we call it a dinner of discourse? Mm-hmm. They like that. So they told me everybody that was coming and they told me Caitlin Jenner was going to be there. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not trying to go there. And they were like, oh, my God, why? Please, please. And I was like, because, like, I'm not really trying to get into it. And I feel like she's going to piss me off. And they were like, well, we kind of are, are anticipating you know, that you guys have opposing opinions. And we would love to be able to have that shared because that's what this dinner is all about. Being able to break bread with folks while still being respectful, while still having integrity and still getting your point across and also still eating your food. So I had to, they had to really convince me because I genuinely was like, but we went and I had a tough time at that dinner. Now I know a lot of people have only seen the short clip of me telling Caitlyn Jenner about how she's like, completely disconnected from the black experience in America and also how she needs to understand that like the trans experience in America is its own experience of oppression that she should understand is not um is, is still in process. So why does she find it odd that a black woman is saying her experience with America would be different than you know, Caitlin's experience previous to her transition? But it was a difficult dinner for me because it was like so many of us experience at these dinners where it's not just about people expecting you to be polite, but it's more so like everybody is pretending. And it's like, so you need to be pretending, too. That's the expectation. We're all going to pretend so we can just get through this dinner or we're all going to pretend that everyone likes us or we're all going to pretend whatever. But like people have shown up with that mindset. And I'm not saying that everybody there was like fake or phony. But everybody there was definitely on some like, okay, we're just trying to like have a nice time. And I was like, "Mm, I'm not going to have a nice time if people are saying bullshit like everyone's voice deserves to be heard in relation to people who voted for Donald Trump. Or, you know, I was being silenced because I said that, you know, he was the next Hitler and they were like, oh, my God. How could you say that? That is so disdainful. Please. And as we've seen now, I wasn't wrong because that's exactly what he was trying to do. And somehow, some way, there was a miracle on 34th Street and we did not end up in a fucking fascist republic on the heels of the midterm elections. But that's what a red wave would have brought us. So understand that in 2017, I said that shit at the Denver discourse and I was on it why because i be knowing. and every time i would try and speak at that dinner like i couldn't even like hold my frustration and i couldn't even like hold my anger in and i think that was just like very shocking for folks and it would end up getting squashed or it would end up being like you know it's kind of dismissed or it would end up being just like like shushed in a way right like okay amanda we hear you you know and i was just like Man, fuck y'all And I was digging my fingernails into my hand, trying to just like keep myself together without wanting to just leave. And then by the time that the conversation with Jenner about, you know, what she feels she is herself as a citizen came up, I had like, I just had exhausted my anger and just was like, I'm just gonna lay it out and I'm gonna try and do it as direct as I can and as, Calmly as I can, because clearly these people just cannot receive passion. And lo and behold, that is the clip that ended up going viral and changing my life. So I do have to give thanks to that dinner because it really did set me on a course for a lot of people as somebody who they can trust is going to show up in spaces the way that they would want their voice to be heard in spaces. And I take that very seriously and I continue to move like that in my life. But that happened at a dinner that was spot- that was inspired by an impending Thanksgiving. So as we impede upon Thanksgiving, we wanna remember a few things. We wanna remember the indigenous people whose lives were taken at the presence of the Puritans and who lands were taken because they trusted these people as kind or as sharing because that is what the dinner suggests. We also want to remember that you don't have to go anywhere where your love is not received or love is not given. Go where the love is. And that might be a place that don't even got turkey. But these holidays so often make us think that we have to show up a certain way or we have to celebrate it a certain way for us to be like considered a part of it. It can be very anxiety ridden. It can be very pressure filled and it can be very fucking depressing. Okay. So many folks feel like if they don't have a family to spend Thanksgiving with, that they are not loved or, you know, that they're missing something from the human experience, et cetera. And that's just so shitty because it's not even a real thing. And that thing is something that someone made up and that they've been able to fuel money and marketing into. But for you, it can be whatever you make it. I mean, sometimes they just make up shit. Like I remember like there was like a thing that they were saying that Grenadians were celebrating Thanksgiving because they wanted to thank the American soldiers for saving them. Ah, cut it out. That song like a big bunch of crap. I don't know one Grenadian who would be doing that. Please. The third thing I want to remind y'all on this Thanksgiving is that you don't got to eat nothing you don't like. And if you feel like you do, then you better be very good about making sure that you get a small portion. Don't play yourself and don't get so much of something that you like that you stop other people from getting a helping. in. You're being greedy, cut it out and be mindful. All right. Now, with that being said, I want to give thanks to y'all for continuing to listen to Small Doses podcast. We've been going on and on and on for years. And every year I am just bowled over by the dedication you all have to this podcast. And I thank you for downloading it. I thank you for subscribing to it. And I thank you all for trusting me as a voice who helps you get through the weird, wild, fuckery times like Thanksgiving. Enjoy. Eat well. Audio, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.